Hello there, good morning and welcome to this, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. This is episode 100. Yeah, 100, I know. It covers the WordPress news for the week commencing the 3rd of February 2020 and it was published on Monday the 10th of February 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and before we get stuck into the news, just a couple of things. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you're going to be able to find out all the ways that you can keep in touch with everything that we do and we do quite a bit. So for example, there's newsletters that you can sign up to to hear about the stuff that we release, podcasts and this news. But also there's a newsletter on there where you can find out about deals as and when they crop up. We'll send you a very short email and you can decide whether to keep it or not. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of newsletters on there. But also there's ways of subscribing to us on your favourite podcast player. Join our Facebook group of over 2,400 WordPressers and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. We've also redesigned our deals page this week, so wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's now searchable and filterable, and it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week you can get a whole bunch of money off WP-related things, plugins, themes, and so on and so forth. Also, this week, we've got a UI UX session coming up with Peacher. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI, you'll be able to submit your website and she may be able to give it a bit of a going over and a review from a UI UX point of view. The sessions are very, very entertaining. It's really interesting and I learn a lot. So anyway, you can learn all about it there and we post them live on our Facebook page and Facebook group and on wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And the last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to put your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience, a bit like Kinster have done. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinster, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH and 24-7 expert support. So you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. And we thank Kinster for their support of the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. Speaking of which, let's get stuck into it, shall we? Episode 100, eh? We always group our news into different sections, and the first section, should there be any, is always WordPress core. And I've got one item for you this week. It's on the WP Tavern called Gutenberg 7.4 adds new color controls, link UI, and block scaffolding for developers. So we are now on version 7.4 of the block editor plugin, otherwise known as Gutenberg. There are a few things to say in terms of speed. It has been tested as it always is with a post of about 36,000 words containing a thousand blocks, which I'm sure you'll agree is probably more than most of us are going to need. And there's been a, a very minor speed increase from 5.5 four seconds down to basically five seconds and key press events going down from 34.6 to 34.5 so not a lot of speed improvement but nevertheless every little bit helps as Justin Tadlock in this article says. There have been two dozen bug fixes but the major ones are for example the ability to have control over group block text colors. So in the past, when using the group blocks, you weren't able to apply a text color to every subsequent sub-element in the group. So you had to go and change the text color for all of the kind of nested groups, if you like, and that was a, a little bit time consuming and a bit of a pain. Now you can do that. So for example, if you set a, a group color once, it will trickle down and all of the sub-blocks will inherit that, which is rather nice. There's also column blocks, 
background color option. So if you're using a column block, you can now, for example, make the background blue or pink or whatever it might be. You're not able to set on a particular column by column basis, but um, hopefully in a future version that will come. There's also been an update to the, the, the little box which pops up when you add a link. So for example, at the moment, uh, I find it a little bit clunky and sometimes it actually goes off the page uh, because the text in there is a little bit on the large side. So this has been slightly improved. You basically get the link with an edit button and the open new tab option is already open. You don't have to go and click the little down arrow to make that happen. So minor change, but uh, I think that's quite nice. Also, there is a block scaffolding for developers. As of this release, there's an official script which you can run and it will set up all of the block folders that you might need. So for example, the PHP, CSS and JavaScript files will be all in place if you run this npm init at WordPress forward slash block command, which I think will be good for developers. Really nice. So yeah, Gutenberg marching ahead slowly but surely. The next section is community, and this section covers everything going on within the WordPress community that isn't specifically related to plugins and themes, etc. So the first one I've got for you this week is over on the 2020 Europe dot wordcamp.org website it's called contributor day is for everybody and wordcamp europe is just around the corner it's happening well very soon in about three or four months time and they're opening up their contributor day pages that is to say if you would like to go and add an extra day to your wordcamp experience you can enjoy the contributor day and they are a great pains in this article to say you don't need to be a coder the perception i think often is that if you are a developer these things are open to you but if you're a non-developer then perhaps not and they're they're saying no 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 this is definitely not the case if you've been to a WordCamp before and been to a contributor day you will of course know this but there's a whole ton of things that you can be doing which are nothing to do with developers obviously if you are a developer fabulous please turn up and commit your developing developing experience that would be most helpful but there are things like the marketing channels and video production and the translation areas and the documentation it's a whole bunch of different options and so this article prepares you for that it tells you when it is and how you can get involved in WordCamp Europe's contributor day if you're in any way concerned with theme development this next one might be of great interest to you it's on WordPress Tavern again Justin Tadlock has a piece entitled Join the Future of WordPress Themes Conversation Theme Review Team to Hold Bi-Weekly Discussions. Now obviously with Gutenberg's Phase 2 tackling whole site customization uh, and the idea that everything will become available as a block so things like sidebars and so on will become blocks and basically everything will become a block. There's a little bit of confusion. Nobody really knows what the direction is. We just know that we're heading towards this. It's been decided that there's going to be a bi- weekly, which means fortnightly, fortnightly meeting, um, which you can find at the Theme Review WordPress Slack channel. Now, the first meeting actually has already taken place. And in that meeting, they were just trying to get the groundwork going and lay the foundation for what might be talked about in the future. But you really can get your voice heard. The, the guys are from Automatic are representing in that team. And so obviously, they're the people who are pushing this forward. And they want to hear you. They want to hear what you've got to say, what your fears are, what you think are going to be the, the directions and between you all hopefully you can keep each other updated because the updates are coming thick and fast but also get your voice heard and, and have a say in what happens so go check this article out and all the links to everything I suggested are in there 
The next piece is over on the semperplugins.com website. It's called All in One SEO, is now part of the Awesome Motive family. This is by Syed Balki. So, this is to say that the hugely popular All in One SEO Pack plugin, which is installed apparently over 2 million times, making it a really big player in the SEO market. It has been acquired by Awesome Motive. Now, you've probably heard of the Awesome Motive team, maybe indirectly, because they have things like WP Beginner, Optin Monster, WP Forms, Seedprov, Rafflepress, and a whole bunch of other things. So they've got a, a great heritage in the WordPress space. The founder of the All-in-One SEO plugin uh, is called Michael Torbert, and he's decided that he wants to step away. He's been working on this since 2007 and so he personally has stepped down but everybody else from that team has been taken under the Awesome Motive family. So hopefully if you are an existing user you'll still be interfacing, interacting with the same team members if you've got support requests and so on. But it does mean that the Awesome Motive team are able to bring to bear a whole bunch of resources. Now Syed himself is a bit of an SEO expert. He's got a lot of heritage and has many, many high high visit websites. He says that some of his websites, well, combined, I think, get over 60 million views a year. And he's going to be throwing some of the resources that he's got at this plugin. So it seems, at least on the face of it for now, that this is uh, a good time to be involved in this particular plugin and maybe worth looking at for the future. If you enjoy wrangling your CSS and you use WordPress, this might be good for you. It's over on make.wordpress.org. It's about a meeting which is going to take place over in the core-css Slack channel. Um, and this piece is entitled, Let's Chat About CSS Standards. Well, the last time that CSS coding standards were reviewed was apparently quite a long time ago and a lot has changed. So for example, we've got things like CSS grid and CSS variables and various other things. And it's felt that maybe a few people should get together, knock their heads together and see if there is some room for things to be changed. They're saying at the beginning, almost zero commitment, there's going to be this one-time chat. Thereafter, if there is enough strength of feeling that things need to be moved or repositioned, then a regular meeting could take place. So this meeting is taking place on Thursday, the 13th of February, 2020. So in a few days after I've released this news episode. So click on the link in the show notes and you will be able to find the links so that you can get involved. A few weeks ago on the WP Builds podcast, we released an episode all about, well, testimonials. It boiled down to it wasn't quite titled like that, but it was essentially that. Whether or not people trusted testimonials, how they could be deployed and, and whether or not really anybody believes in them or takes any notice of them. Well, we had Meg Fenn on the WP Builds live news. And as part of the preparation for that, she she listened to that piece. And then she wrote this lovely article that I'm linking to today. It's on shakeitupcreative.com and it's entitled why testimonials are important. Now, she's saying that they still have their place and she's gone into five ways to use testimonials to strengthen your credibility and build trust. And so if you're creating websites and you still feel that um, testimonials are an important part of that, then she's got five ways that you can do that. And some of them are quite ingenious. And she's also thinking about things beyond the website as well. So really, this is just a hat tip to Meg. Thanks for participating in that conversation. Thanks for then moving it on and giving us some useful advice into how we can well, use testimonials effectively um, in the future. Thanks, Meg.
Those of you who develop your sites in a local environment, or at least would wish to, may have dabbled with Local by Flywheel before. Now apparently Local by Flywheel in the past was considered by many to be a little bit erratic. I have to say I'm a user of it and I've never once had a single problem, but apparently a lot of people did. So they've completely re-engineered the whole thing. It's now simply called Local. They're calling it Local in inverted commas Lightning. That's the, the, the name of this particular release. And they're claiming that it's faster, more reliable, and it now has a Linux variation as well, which is quite nice. So they're saying basically give it a try. They say you can install the whole thing in five minutes. It opens local instantly. And I can confirm having done it that it literally does. You click launch site and, and boom, it's right there. Um, like I said, it's available on Mac, Windows and Linux. They claim that it's got far fewer bugs. But one little gotcha, if you've used local before, the architecture is so different and better, they claim, from the previous iteration that you're going to have to migrate sites one at a time. So you basically have to export them and then drag the export file into the new local version. I've done it. It was fairly painless. Each site takes about 30 seconds to download and about 10 seconds to upload. So it's very, very quick indeed. And I have to agree, it works very well. So use local before, found problems with it, maybe have another go. Ah, the joys of being a freelancer. I'm sure that if you are a freelancer, you've come across the hourly rate versus fixed rate billing problem. Now, Tom Rankin this week on talkmag.io has an article entitled Hourly versus Fixed Project Billing, which is best for your income. Now, clearly both models work, but maybe there's one that suits you better. He goes into really what the, the best advantages are for hourly rates and fixed rates. It's a fairly short read. He gives four tips for deciding between hourly and fixed rates. So for example, it's determining your hourly rate, what you should be charging and the sort of calculation you might have to go through to do that. Using a time tracking tool to work out your productivity, being honest about which one suits you best. You know, what kind of, what kind of habits do you keep? Are you able to concentrate in the sort of time that you need to concentrate and those kind of things? In other words, which suits you better? And and maybe have a sort of flexible approach. Maybe you could do it on a client by client basis, some fixed rate, some flexible. Anyway, it's a nice piece and maybe one that you want to look at. Right, the next section is plugins, themes and blocks. And on WordPress Tavern, an article by Justin Tadlock entitled Ahmed Hoheis launches script to automatically deploy WordPress plugin updates. So that's right, Ahmed Hoeis has indeed launched WP Continuous Deployment. It's a continuous deployment pipeline for updating plugins hosted on WordPress.org via GitHub Actions. And I quote, we live in the age of agile workflows. Developers only want to git commit and and git push and expect their products to be deployed globally. And so this has been built. Apparently he was getting a little bit sick and tired of SVN repositories. And so he's able to say goodbye to those. I think it builds on some work done by Tenop who launched two GitHub Actions back in November last year. Anyway, if you are wanting to deploy things with a simple a simple action, then you might want to go and read this article. It's actually quite long and goes into a large amount of detail how to set it up and so on. So certainly more than I can I can mention here, but worth worth a mention anyway. I know that there's a lot of people who are using the Divi page builder in order to create their websites. They had an article this week entitled A Stunning New Animation Builder. And I watched the five or six minute video and there are some really fabulous effects. If you are hoping to achieve really large amounts of animation in your websites, if you wish to do that and you're using Divi, 
then uh, then this looks great. Lots of uh, available options in the panel that you can slide, press, click, and essentially it's zero code. The idea is that you drag bars and change numbers in boxes, and uh, it looks very impressive. Certainly from what I've seen, it looks as impressive as, as anything else from any other page builder. So it's things like uh, blur, on scroll, think horizontal motion, fading, scaling, rotations, all that kind of stuff. And basically you can do that to any, any element on the page. And whilst uh, the video makes it very easy to, to do, I'm sure that doing this professionally for yourself is going to be a little bit more complicated. It always seems to me that the, the graphics themselves are the difficult part, whereas the animations uh, are the, are the pr probably slightly easier part at that point. Anyway, Divi users, a nice update. Well, 10 years, our 100th episode today of the WP Builds News, and coinciding with that, we have the Genesis framework is 10 years old this week. It was actually on the 1st of February 2020, and it's been going for 10 years. David Wormsley, who I do the podcast with, mentioned something in the WP Builds group that he, over the years, has deployed many, many Genesis sites and found them to be really trouble-free. In the era of page builders, it's obviously a little bit more difficult, shall we say, to work with such a framework work but he said that they've never come back to bite him everything worked and is still working to this day and this article goes on to explain you know when it all started how it all started so happy birthday genesis Go back a handful of years and it felt like WordPress was all about the plugins and the themes and now it feels like it's all about the blocks. We've got loads and loads of different block collection plugins. So for example, things like Atomic Blocks, CoBlocks, Cadence Blocks and many, many more. Well, we've got a new one. It's called Goot Block, G-U-T-E Block. And they've brought us 12 custom blocks. There is a link in the show notes to an article entitled Gootblock joins the block collection plugin arena with an initial 12 custom blocks. It's on WordPress Tavern, and from there you can link out to their WordPress repo. So they're a London-based entity, and they've brought a whole load of new blocks. And all I would say is they're what you'd expect. It's things like, you know, grids of blocks and sharing icons and all of that kind of stuff. They have a roadmap for the future. There's a free version, obviously, as I said, but they've got a roadmap with which they want to launch a premium version but essentially if you're fascinated by blocks and you want the latest ones go check out goot block there's a video to go with it as well which shows you everything you need to know in just a few minutes Whilst we're at it talking about blocks, I thought I'd mention another one which has come across my radar this week. This one's called ACF Blocks, and you can find a link in the show notes. And I can't quite see what the connection is between ACF, as in Advanced Custom Fields, and this. Perhaps there is a connection. Anyway, they've certainly taken the name ACF Blocks. But um, there's some more more for you to look at. And on the homepage, there's a whole bunch of the free ones. And then there's also a list of the pro ones as well. So this has a, a pro version out of the box. So possibly another one to look at. The next section is deals of the week. They're exactly the same as last week, actually, but it's just to say that two plugins are available on AppSumo at the moment, WP Data Tables and Wishlist Member, both on a lifetime deal, both starting at $49. The links are in the show notes to get you to the deals page. And uh, certainly in the case of Wishlist Member, it's been around for ages and ages, and I know that they've had very favorable reviews. WP Data Tables um, is, I think, available on Code Canyon, but at present available if you click the link on AppSumo. So check them out. The prices go up, I think, as high as 249 for a different number of domains and so on and so forth. 
As with each week, we've got a security section, but I'm going to very lightly breeze across it. Just to say that Tutor LMS had a cross-site request forgery problem over the last week. So I'm linking to the WP vulnerability database for that. So if Tutor LMS is your LMS of choice, you might want to go and get it updated and certainly look at that article. And then I'm looking at the January edition of the WebArcs WordPress vulnerability news. This is a nice one because you can just scroll through and look at the names of the plugins and see if there's any problems. So for example, GistPress, there was a problem in the with the Elementor page builder, a critical CSRV in the code snippets plugin and so on and so forth. There's absolutely loads in there. There's probably 30 or more plugins that have been highlighted this week or this month, should I say, on the WebArcs vulnerability news. The self-promotional WP builds bit. Last week, we launched a podcast episode entitled Creating Your Own Managed WordPress Service and Keeping All the Margin with Patrick Gallagher. Patrick Gallagher, along with his friend Jeff Cleverly, are behind a new and slightly disruptive hosting service. Uh, although they don't host directly, it's a panel for interacting with all your hosts, DigitalOcean, Linode, and so on and so forth. It's called GridPane, and the premise is that it takes away as much time as is humanly possible in setting up those websites so that you can do them in a very, very short short space of time and you can migrate them and move them from from one company to another and so on and so forth. So he comes on the podcast and he tells us all about how he got started, what their unique value proposition is, what it is that they do that's different. And I know that they're gaining a lot of customers at the moment. So if you're thinking about that, it's certainly worth a listen to see what Patrick's got to say about grid pain. The other one is to say that we are having a Pichineri website UI UX review. It's coming up this Wednesday. It's Wednesday the 12th of February, 2 p.m. UK time. We go through on the video live about three or four websites and Picha just has a little bit of a review of them. Talks about the things she likes, things that she thinks could be improved. And because she's a bit of an expert in this area, there's always lots of information that I gather. And, uh, and it's really fascinating. If you want to if you want to put your site in for review, you can go to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI and fill out the form and you never know. She might just be reviewing yours. And the third WP Builds bit is the YouTube video of last week's WordPress news. I was joined by Vlad from Pixelgrade and David from WebTNG and we talk about last week's news. It's very nice when you join us on that live. We'll be doing it again Monday. Uh, this Monday, the day this podcast comes out at 2pm UK time. So join us for that. We have a job section, but I've got nothing in it this week. I'm wondering if I should formalise this really and put up some sort of form on the website whereby you can submit any jobs that you may or may not have, but uh, nothing for you this week. So let's get on with the not WordPress, but useful anyway stuff. On the TechCrunch website this week, we find out SpaceX will now let you book a rocket launch online starting at $1 million. Now, before you get too excited, although there is a web-based tool on which you can actually book onto a SpaceX flight, it's not for you. This is $1 million for payloads ranging up to 200 kilograms of, you know, physical stuff, products, satellites, and so on. Uh, you can add... Uh, another kilogram for $5,000 if you like. So if you go over your 200 kilo limit, you can add extra baggage. I love this though. It says the selection tool 
asks you to specify the desired orbit, do you want Sun synchronous, low Earth or polar, and your minimum readiness state, the earliest your payload can possibly fly. And from there you can fill out the form with all sorts of other options and get your stuff in space. Crikey, what an age we live in. Fabulous. If you're an Apple user and you've got iPads and you've got Macs and you've got iPhones and all of that kind of stuff, you may have been frustrated with the app perching experience. But this week, Apple, uh, so TechCrunch tells us, have unified the App Store by extending the universal purchase options to Mac apps. So now, if you buy something on your iPad, the developer will now have the choice to make it available also on different platforms. So, for example, the Mac. Now, my understanding is that there would need to be a Mac equivalent, but the point is you could pay for access to, oh, I don't know, some design tool or other. And from now on, the Mac and the iOS version will be uh, will be possible to be built just in one place, which kind of streamlines things. I think that's rather nice. So Mac users rejoice. The next one is over on the Vismay website. This is just a little tool that I came across a couple of years ago, I think, and I've had it in my arsenal of things to use, but they, they had a new update this week, and I have to say this looks really fabulous. If you design graphics and things in your Photoshop app, you'll probably be looking at this and thinking, well, this doesn't nowhere near the amount of stuff that I need. But if you've just got a, a very small need for, for graphics and animations and infographics and all of that kind of stuff, then Vismay looks like a really good choice. They've got a, a new product update. It's gone to version four. And I have to say, it looks really compelling. There's a new UI. They claim it's a lot faster. They've got a load of new graphics. You can export it in so many different formats. So for example, PowerPoint and animated GIFs and all of that kind of stuff. Loads of new templates. Essentially, I just think it looks really good and it really speaks to me of a future where we are creating just almost everything within the browser. The last bit I've got for you today is Microsoft. Have you ever let an SSL certificate lapse and your client has phoned up and said, we keep getting warnings in our browser that the website's not safe to visit. And it's very simple to fix that. Well, if you've got a multi-billion dollar company and you've got a multi, multi million dollar enterprise, which Microsoft Teams have, Microsoft Teams, by the way, is Microsoft's competitor to Slack. Well, wouldn't it be unfortunate if you let a crucial certificate lapse and therefore locked all of the users out. Well, that's exactly what happened. The Verge start the article simply with the word oops, and it's called Microsoft Teams goes down after Microsoft forget to renew a certificate. And that's exactly what they did. Three hours and things could not be sent over an HTTPS connection. They got it fixed and apologized to everybody. But you know, it's not just you and me that forget these things. Great big entities like Microsoft do. So there you go. Right, that's all the news I've got for you this week. I hope that you found that useful. The WP Builds Weekly WordPress News was brought to you by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part, their expert team of WordPress engineers, they're available 24-7 if you need help. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. As I've said, join us next week. We'll go through this all again with another load of news from the week which is about to start. Or join us on Thursday when we'll put our podcast out Wednesday for the UI UX session with Peach and Eri. 
And, of course, on Monday, we have our live news at 2pm UK time. Go to wpbuilds.com and follow the links to find out where all of that is happening. So, happy 100th episode to you all. We'll see you next week for episode number 101. Bye-bye for now.